Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue again in our Sermon on the Mount series with Matthew 5, 38 through 42. Jesus is in rapid-fire fashion correcting some of the errors of application of Old Testament law. He dealt with their hypocritical understandings and applications of you shall not murder and you shall not commit adultery, and also you shall not bear false witness or swear falsely by my name. Now he's going to deal with a misunderstanding of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The religious leaders of the day twisted this saying to justify taking vengeance in some situations, conveniently setting aside God's clear command that vengeance was for him and his appointed authorities, not for us to pursue. But people have also misunderstood Jesus' teaching here, taking the well-known phrase, turn the other cheek, to an extreme that amounts to allowing ourselves to be used and abused without complaint. Where is the true meaning of Jesus' teaching here? Pastor Jim is going to help us hone our understanding of this passage in today's piece of the message entitled, An Eye for an Eye. God's majestic law, the Mosaic law, includes a lot of things that we call civil law. It also includes sacrificial law. It also includes ceremonial uh, law. But Israel was a theocracy. It was all blended together. They did not have the, the, the different um, aspects of, of government that we have in New Testament times. The purpose of this and similar civil laws is to bring about justice in the public square. Penalties suited to the crime. This was to discourage individuals becoming vigilantes and taking their own revenge. The principle is, when we say eye for eye, tooth for tooth, the principle is that punishment should fit the crime and the harm done by the crime. Damages should be paid appropriate to the one suffering. Now, there are a couple of reasons for laws like that. One reason is to deter further crime. We see that elaborated in Deuteronomy 19, uh, 20 through 21. It's in a similar context. Go read it on your own if you would like. It says, the rest will hear and be afraid and will never again do such an evil thing among you. Thus, you shall not show pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. So one reason is, if you know there are bad consequences, maybe you'll think twice about the bad act. So deterring crime. The second reason for this kind of law was to prevent excessive punishment based on personal vengeance and retaliation. If a hand is injured, the punishment should not be the death penalty. Uh, Importantly, the decision of the punishment was to be made by the judges, the ones who were objective in the matter. It was not to be made 
by the offended party. Now, I should also say it would be for a different time. You can look it up on your own. When it says eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, uh, foot for foot, uh, I, I don't know of circumstances in which they said, well, your, your faulty handling of that sickle during the harvest cut off your next door neighbor's left hand, so we're going to chop off your hand. I'm not sure that that is literally the case, but it's damages commensurate with the crime. And that's why, you know, there are even formulas in our legal system for how much is this crime or this malfeasance or this negligence, uh, how much is that worth monetarily? But the point is, it has to be proportionally accurate. So, do you see that This is simultaneously a just law because it provides justice, it does the righteous thing, and it's also not only a just law, it's a merciful law. It prevented extreme punishment motivated by personal revenge. This was civil law. Now, if you want to talk about personal law or interpersonal law, well, you probably need to read the next few verses in the Sermon on the Mount about love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's no accident that Jesus mentioned both of them. He distinguished the one from the other, and he mentioned them side by side. Now, I've told you many times I don't think that what we have in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is every single word of Jesus' sermon that day. This is the inspired um, uh, record of it for us. In Luke's um, version of this, in the same teaching on the same day, the love your enemies precedes the section about eye for eye and tooth for tooth. The point is, they really are connected, but uh, it's clear they are two distinct things. Now, the problem, as with the previous passages that we have seen about anger, about uh, lust, about divorce, about uh, honest speech, let your yes be yes and your no, no. The problem with this was not with the Old Testament passages. And it wasn't with what Jesus had been teaching. The problem was the way in which the Pharisees The leaders of the Jews, the teachers of the Jews, the ones who who trained the rabbis, the ones that controlled what was taught in, in all of the synagogues throughout the land, it was how they twisted God's Word. And we want to talk about that for a moment. The letter of the law, very clear. The punishment should fit the crime. The penalty should fit the damage done. That's the letter of the law. Now, what was the Pharisees' version of this? This is not in the text in front of you. We have to do our homework to find out the background of that. Remember, all of Scripture is always stated in a specific historical context, in a cultural context, in a linguistic context. Well, what, what was going on that made Jesus choose this example? Well, in this case, the Pharisees very readily quoted the part about eye for eye, tooth for tooth, etc., But they did it in order to defeat the purpose for which it was originally written. They used it to justify personal retribution 
and personal revenge. Their attitude was, you hurt me, so now I am entitled to hurt you in return. And they might even say, I'm duty-bound to inflict pain on you in return. Your motive should not be personal retaliation against evil. Jesus is condemning the spirit of revenge, that thing that comes from, here it is again, from the heart that says, I need to hurt you. Now, there is no passage of the Word of God that ever opposes prosecuting those who are guilty of criminal activity. Somebody robs you, someone commits an act of violence, that person should be punished by way of a court of law. It is not morally right, though, for individuals to name themselves judge and jury and take vengeance. The rule set up here is um, a rule for how you and I should deal with our hearts when it comes to having been harmed. But the Pharisees were using these words with total disregard for their original context. They were using them as justification to assert personal rights. By virtue of the rabbis' teachings, they justified the practice of making yourself judge and jury. God's law was turned into uh, an excuse for um, doing your own civil justice by way of personal revenge. Instead of seeing eye for eye, tooth for tooth as a limit on punishment, they used it as a mandate for revenge. Incredibly, they quoted God's Word to justify doing exactly the opposite of what His Word commanded them to do. I had an illustration of this one time long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Matter of fact, it was in the People's Republic of California in a different millennium. Um, I worked with, through a, a situation in which a certain woman had been stirring up all kinds of trouble in the church, and it actually went beyond there. She gossiped, she uh, undermined and attacked the leadership in every way that she could. She was vicious. She was disruptive. She was divisive. And she was merciless about it. Now, this, this wasn't any woman that has since been elected to Congress, but could have worked. Well, she was confronted about it. A lot of people were hurt by what she had done. Uh, eventually, it rose to the elders of the church, and they confronted her. It came to the point of that, that, that sad day was looming when it was going to be a public church discipline issue. The elders were relieved. They were very pleased when she called and asked to meet with the board. She said, I need to apologize. It seemed that she had finally understood her sin that she had indeed come to the point of repentance. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.